Hi, I'm Reverend Norm Bouchard, Senior Minister of Center for Spiritual Living here in Colorado Springs. Welcome to our service. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We're excited to share with you today's service and we invite you to let others know about our service as well and the inspiration that it brings in your life. You are joining with hundreds of other people from all around the world who gather virtually to be a part of our community. So I invite you to sit back, open up your heart, and enjoy our service. I'll be back with you at the end of our service to share with you other ways to uplift and create the best life yet. Enjoy our service. CSL Colorado Springs. We have some holy reverence in the house. So we're welcoming community. We welcome all people, all faiths, all lifestyles. So whoever and wherever you are in your spiritual journey, we're thrilled to have you here this morning. Do we have any first-time guests or visitors with us today? If you please stand, we'd love to give you a warm welcome. Awesome. Our ushers are giving you a flower, which is thank you for being with us this morning. They're also going to give you a little form. We're going to invite you to fill that form out, take it to our welcome desk in the lobby, and we're going to give you one of these, which is a great little card that you can simply stick into your computer. It gives you all kinds of information of what we teach and what we're busy about in the world. So I want to acknowledge um, a couple of folks, if you guys would stand. These are my friends from Philadelphia, Reverend Twana, who is the 
senior minister there. They, um, I had the pleasure of doing the good to great process with them. I don't know where they are with the process, so we'll check on that today. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, thrilled to have you guys in the house. All right, we have a very powerful BHAG that stands for Let's affirm it this morning. Center for Spiritual Living, Colorado Springs, is an ever-expanding global force promoting oneness and awakening people to the divine power within. And what are we passionate about? From our hearts, we transform and expand lives through principles of love and oneness. And what are we best at? Through experiential Sunday services, spiritual tools and classes, we teach the thread of golden truth and remind people of who they really are. And what is our resource engine? Our resource engine is people, spiritual resources, Sunday services, and sacred space.
Good morning. Our words of inspiration first start with Roger Gabriel Raghavandan from the Chopra Center. Imagine that you're the whole universe. You live in total bliss and joy. Imagine there is no past or future, only now. Imagine there is no space or time, just an unbounded eternity. Imagine endless peace, harmony, and unconditional love. Imagine no fear and equality in all things. This is oneness. Love is the recognition of oneness in the world of duality. Eckhart Tolle. And from our founder, Ernest Holmes. Love is a complete unity with life, and we cannot enter the state unless we are in unity with all that lives, for all life is the one. To love God alone is not enough, for this would exclude our fellow man. To love our fellow man alone is not sufficient, for this would be too limited a concept of God. When we realize that God and man are one and not two, we shall love both. We shall love man as an expression of God and God as the life principle in all. Pray with me. Hmm. Just breathing in that divine breath of life as I know and recognize that there is a power and presence that is in and through every living thing. In the mountains with their beautiful bounty of snow and great majesty is the divine. Each and every person in this space is connected to this source. We are one. And knowing my connection to the source of life in each and every one of us, I absolutely know that this day is filled with beautiful blessings. That we may leave everything that happened before these moments behind us and move into this brand new day, alive, in love, and one. I give great thanks for every person it took to put this beautiful service together, each volunteer. And I say a special blessing for youth and family ministry, this amazing music ministry as it sings in our souls. Mm. And a great thanks for hospitality for all that they do, sharing and giving of their souls. Thank you. I give great thanks for the staff and Reverend Norm as he speaks the divine, as he shows up each day loving this community as we are one. And it is in this heart of gratitude that I simply release this prayer knowing that this day and everyone where they gather, whether it be in sweat lodge, mosque, synagogue, gather in this space of love and oneness. And we hold this true by saying, in one voice. And so it is.
won't you please welcome Z and Melissa Philippe. Good morning, everyone. We thank you so much to Reverend Norm for having us, and Norm and Scott for hosting us, and Ken and this awesome band. We're so thrilled to be here today. There you are. I was thanking you and didn't know where you were. You're in, in hiding in plain sight. Uh, yes, that's right. I didn't, I didn't recognize you. Right. Um, I am the Z of Melissa, the, and Z, and for those of you who are wondering, it, it is just the letter Z. When I was a kid, my name was Betsy, but do I look like a Betsy? I actually identify as gender rich, a whole lot of gender going on. So there you go. All right. So we're going to start you off. This first song has a spoken word chorus, and I would love if you would join us. It's very simple. It goes like this. It has movements, too, for those of you who like to get it fully embodied. Love is the only truth, and the only truth is love. Please say it with me. Love is the, the only truth, and the only truth is love. Beautiful. And where it comes in in the song is a little tricky. I'm going to say, hush, little baby, because there's just this love. So it means you have to pay attention, but isn't that kind of like the hallmark of spiritual practice? Is <laughs> be here now, pay attention, yeah? Ready? One. Thank you. 
there's just this love. Thank you so much. Thank you. Aren't they amazing? Do we stay? We stay. Oh so. my God, they're amazing. Say that. <laughs> do we stay? You do sit. We stay. Yeah. Where do you want us, Norm? You can be in the middle. I can be in the middle. You okay. know, you like being in the middle. <laughs> Not touching that one. Okay. <laughs> Good. good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You too look much different than when you first got up. <laughs> yes, well, I look different in my PJs, <clears throat> out of my PJs as well. Yes, yes. So We saw each anyway, other in our pajamas yeah, this morning. Yeah, we hosted them at our home last night. It was absolutely it wonderful. Was wonderful. We went yes. to a wonderful Mexican restaurant and had some great food, and, and then we just talked about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we did, yeah, too. How it works. He loves you. Did yeah. you know that? We were yeah, up all so night yeah. talking he about y'all. You. We were. So um, we're going to do a dialogue today about loving oneness, and because uh, oneness is such an interesting concept, um, particularly in our world today, it, a lot of things don't look like oneness, but underneath it all, there is some oneness that's really kind of going on there. So I have just a couple of quotes to get us started, and then we're going to go back to Ernest Holmes, uh, who I absolutely love and which our teachings are based upon, and uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about oneness and what that, what that might look like in each of our lives and also in the lives of the world and where we're at. So uh, I love this by uh, Alan Watts. He said, every individual is a unique manifestation of the whole as every branch is of a particular outreaching of a tree. We sometimes don't think that we're connected is what, I've, what I have noticed. And so I think what's important for us to focus in on today is that we are not alone and that we are connected to something bigger than ourselves that is expressing through us. 
And so that's what we're going to look at in that concept. And, and the beautiful song that uh, Z took us through today, and, and uh, Melissa, who is actually a doctor, Dr. Melissa, um, was about if you want to capture oneness, love is the recognition of oneness in the world of duality, which we heard from uh, Dawn today when she did the reading. And so that's sort of an interesting concept to wrap our minds around because I don't know what you feel like, but doesn't it sometimes feel like you're alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Absolutely. you wonder where your people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or how can polar opposite beliefs actually come together as one? And so that's what we're going to look at today in the teachings of Ernest Holmes, because we actually all are one, even though we act as individuals. And only egos, beliefs, and fear are the thing that separate us. So belief systems and all those dynamics that really begins to happen to us as well. I love this by Ellen DeGeneres. She said, the truth is... We are all one connected thing. We are all the same exact molecules. So it just is an interesting energetic force. Yesterday I got to spend some time um, with our home office um, managers who manage the entire movement that we belong to because we're not just a separate church and center. We belong to a much larger thing called Centers for Spiritual Living, and we have centers all over the world. And it was interesting because we, we began to look at how is it we talk about ourselves and how come people don't know who we are? And, and how could they possibly miss this amazing philosophy that, that we get to live in? So it was just this wonderful experience. And one of the pieces we talked about is how do we feel connected to the whole movement? How do we feel connected together as one? And so Ellen is absolutely right. We gathered people in a room and by the time we were done the workshop, we were all hugging and connected and and I didn't know half these people when I started, and here I was loving upon them, and they were loving upon me. And that's because we all have the same molecules. And imagine if we would understand that in the basic world as well. So we're going to start our dialogue with each of us giving our, our little perspective of what does loving oneness mean to you? So what does that mean to you? Would you like to go first, Melissa? Oh, I see how it is. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, by the way, have been, have been um, forgetting that we are one as approaching this morning because we usually do a talk that's like all, you know, rehearsed and stuff. And so it's uh, very exciting or terrifying, depending on the moment. Um, mm. So I love quantum physics. Don't you love quantum I physics? Yes. What I love about quantum physics is we all here... Uh, we talk about metaphysics, right? There is one power and presence in the universe, only one. I know you've heard this on Sunday mornings, right? There is really only one. And the metaphysicians and the um, mystics have been saying this for thousands of years. And now there's scientific evidence. And I love that. I love that, and so I I go back to that a lot for myself to remind myself when I forget, if I forget, that really there is only one, and that when I remember that and I surrender, like our song, I, I have this experience. I've had many mystical experiences when I surrender into that quantum field, the all, I call, I call God the all, or ta. And when I really surrender into that, there is this feeling, there is this experience, there is this tonality there, 
And for lack of a word, because there is no word, the word that comes when I'm in that space to describe it is love. But I think it's more than love, right? And so what does loving oneness means to me is remembering that in the midst of daily activities, which that's the practice, right? The more we can remember, and we come here and we take classes, we do all this in order to get better at remembering in the rest of our time when we're not meditating. And um, that's, the, that's the challenge, that's the gift, that's the practice. And that's loving oneness to me, is that practice. I love loving oneness because it means both loving oneness, right? Loving the oneness and also that the oneness is loving, right? So that they're both in there. I love the richness of that. I think for me, I can get really heady. I can get in my head about it. Well, theoretically, we are all one. But really knowing that and really feeling that, I know for me, spiritual practice is a way to touch base with that. And my spiritual practice, I have a lot of different things, but my med- when I meditate, I concentrate on my heart area and I breathe in and say, I am, and I breathe out and say, love. And that practice has transformed me in so many ways because it helps me remember that that love is right here. I know when I first discovered spiritual, spiritual practice, it was sort of like the Lone Ranger school of spirituality. I, was, I discovered this philosophy through the work of Louise Hay. About 30 years ago, I was living in Massachusetts. There were no centers for spiritual living. It was just, I was on my own, and it was kind of funny because I discovered this amazing philosophy that said we are all one, but I was feeling very separate from everybody else because other people didn't understand this like I did. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're so special that way. I'm so special that way. And I know even thinking about going to this convention that we're going to next week with all of us, I was aware of that high school kid in me that felt like an outcast and going, oh, I'm going to this convention and they're all connected and I'm not. And I was, now I can joke about it because I know probably everybody there is feeling something like that. Maybe not. Maybe there's a few like super extroverts who are like, yeah. But there's still that part of me, that old childhood stuff that can feel separate. And I know that that is not the truth. And the more I can connect through spiritual practice, through coming places like this, I love that we go all over the country, and when I walk in, I know I'm going to be embraced. I am one. It's loving oneness in action, a community like this. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I happen to think that the the Bible story, the Christian community has it nailed about oneness. And so in in the letter of Paul to the Corinthians, Paul has this concept about oneness, and he said the body, although the body has many parts, there is only one, one body. And, uh, and what I like about that is um, when we encounter people on a daily basis who are not holy, um, <laughs> who get in our face, who flip us off when we're in traffic, I bring back Paul's analogy and think, hmm, I wonder what part of the body they are. And, uh, and so... <laughs> yep, you got my drift. Loving, <laughs> so for me, loving oneness means that you love people where they are yeah. in the vibratory frequency that they have chosen to stand, which is not where I choose to stand. So I can get very holy and huffy puffy about that, or I can 
I can recognize that at that moment, they're vibrating at a frequency that they need. So for me, loving oneness means loving people where they are, even though I would love to drag their sorry butt somewhere else. Um, that really is. And that's, that's the, where the challenge, is it not? Am I the only one that's feeling this? So, you know, yeah. yesterday we finished the workshop and the workshop was delayed. So I was late. I knew that Melissa and Z were at our house and I was, I finished in the work, I'm supposed to finish an hour ahead of time. So of course I have to make my way back from Denver through the gap. And uh, so I had just come out of this wonderful sacred place of this wonderful <laughs> workshop. And the first thing I did was name a body part. I'm like, wow, okay. There's, there, there it is. And so I finally, and so, and Scott was, I called me three times to say, where the heck are you? And, and so I immediately, I called Melissa and said, well, you know, Scott's about five minutes away, so we're going to be fine. Talk to Scott. And then I made a decision. And the decision was that I wasn't going to vibrate at the body part I had named. I decided that because every time I've ever done that and I'm anxious about getting home, it takes 10 times longer. And I know it's my energetic force. It's my oneness connected to the oneness. So when I vibrate there, everyone else meets me. So then you encounter trucks that won't let you pass. You encounter red cars that won't let you pass. You encounter interesting people who pass you because you're not going fast enough and, and, and cutting you off and all that. And so I just made a decision. I thought, I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna practice what I preach and I'm just gonna get into this zone. And I was amazed how quickly the trip went. I, I was yeah. home within an hour and uh, I was calm. I was really peace. So what loving oneness means to me is loving people where they're at despite where the vibratory frequency might be. It might not be where I want to vibrate, but the mere fact that I am looking at them and thinking their vibration frequency is lower, I am automatically in judgment and I've automatically escaped from oneness. So letting people be where they are in the vibratory frequency that they're in for me is what loving oneness is. Beautiful. So, so let's get, get again into Ernie. Okay. Then, uh, when, so guy. I talked to Melissa. I said, hey, listen, I pulled some Ernest Holmes quotes that I want to talk about, and I'll send them to you. And she said, oh, he's so heady. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I am a science mind minister. I do she, want to she say. She is a science mind <laughs> I do love Ernest Holmes. And I said to her, well, it's our job to bring the heart to it. So that's yeah. what we're going to do this morning. We're just yeah. going to read this one quote, and then, you, and then we'll all comment about it, what we, think, what we think Ernie was smoking that day. <laughs> that's right. So, there, there is no such thing as an individual anything in the universe. For instance, we as individuals do not have an individual gravitational force that holds us in place. We do not possess an individual law of mathematics or principle of harmony. Rather, we are immersed in an all of these things and they individualize through us in accord with the use that we make of them. What do you think, girls? Boys? Yeah, girl, boy. Girls, I don't know. Girl? No, yeah, this yeah. is mine. Girl, boy. That's right. Girl, I, I thought boy. I thought you could handle both yeah. of those. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, she, he, or they. It's, yeah. all, it's all one. It's all one. Yeah, us, totally. us boys and girls are going to talk. So what yes. do you think about it? Anybody can start. I started last time. Oh, okay. I'm going to start this time. Um, you know, I, okay. So 
the part that really stands out for me is making use of them. And I know this is what this brings up for me. Have you talked here about the three faces of God? This idea of the three faces of God. So we teach here that God is everything, right? Everything. That's God is we. God is also in me, right? I. In the individualization. God is I. And then there's God is you. So that's something that some of us don't talk about as much, right? The I-thou relationship. And so for me, that's adding that in, and this is something that's been part of my spiritual practice of late, knowing that I am God, we are God, and then there's the I-thou. And that for me is such a way to activate, to activate the forces of the universes, the I-thou. My name for the divine these days is, I got this name five years ago. I did a practice, like, what's my, what's my individual name? Because that's part of building a relationship, right, is, is having that intimacy. And the n- thing that popped in my head was belly. And I'm like, I'm not going to call God belly. Like, no. <laughs> and we did it again recently. And this was, it's been years. And that name popped up. I'd forgotten all about it. And it was the belly, which I realize is almost like that infinite womb. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't know. Well, it's like Jonah and the whale. Yeah. You know, the yeah. whale becomes the image of the belly of yeah. God. So oh, that's well, beautiful. Thank you. You bet. See, I didn't even, and that's my intellect, intellectualization of it, right? To go, well, there's sort of that, you know. But so when I speak to God, knowing that God, the belly, is in me and everywhere, but also something I can have a relationship with, for me, that's this, this practice that's become so rich. And when I am in that, I feel like I can actualize, like he's saying, make use of this power and this presence. Because it's me, it's everything, and then I can activate it. I can have a relationship with it. And it's in my spiritual practice, my meditation, my prayer, our oh my God practice that we have. But I can also just talk to spirit all the time, anytime. I can even, and this is kind of not science of mind-ish in some ways, sometimes I just say help, like help I need help right now for everything, big and small. Me in the belly. <laughs> so that's what comes up for me when, in that quote. Yeah. Very cool. What I think about when I, the beginning of that, there is no such thing as an individual anything in the universe, and yet here we are. We, it looks like there's space here between us, for a little more space here, a little more space there, Right? It seems like there's space between us, but there isn't. Because that one thing that is the one thing that is all that is, is what is between us. So it's not space. Like we tend to think of space as nothing. There's no nothing nowhere. Nothing isn't happening. It isn't happening. And then I think about the individual is that, um, so one of the things that I've done in my my past, <laughs> my previous life, uh, is. Do you want I, me to do my priesthood confessional thing? Right <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. You ready? All right, Put ready. up. There's a wall. And I'll be like the. They're not listening. The, the, the guardian angel <laughs> of something. I'll be the belly. Let me slide the, the screen. All right, you go <laughs> for you. it. <laughs> so one of the paths I had in my spiritual path is that I spent many years being trained by Don Miguel Ruiz, the author of the Four Agreements. So I'm technically a Toltec mentor trained by Don Miguel Ruiz. That's the title, which is too long, which is why it's not in our bio. (laughs) But in that awareness of the individual body, right, we talk about the, what 
what it seems like there's space because we don't see in this realm that allness between us. I have friends who see it, shamans who see it. I have seen it, but I don't see it right now, right? So it seems like space. And that's that same kind of delusion, illusion and delusion that exists when we think of our body, right? We talk, I used to talk before my years with Miguel about me. This is me. Well, but this isn't me. This is my body. And there is an individualized expression of the divine. So in the Toltec world, we talk about your individual ray of the sun. It's your ray of the sun that you shine, that you are, that you live, right? As a soul, you are individualized, but you are not an individual, which is really weird for our brains to comprehend because we exist this time around on this time-space continuum here in a body. And the body experiences through the senses. And with those senses, there's a lot of us, I'm sure there's some out there, who did see that vibrational energy between us as children, and it was taught out of us. No, honey, there's nothing there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we were conditioned, we were trained <laughs> to not know the truth and to, to identify more and more fully as this is me. And all my judgments and all my fears about what you might think of this <laughs> is me. And yet there's there's this that I happen to be inhabiting this time, but I don't think that in Science of Mind we teach that we stop here. So this is going to be done, but this is not going anywhere. <laughs> or maybe it's going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's the thing that sticks out for me is an, there is no such thing as an individual. I'm going to leave out anything. There is no such thing as an individual in the universe. I'm... Um that stuck out for me as well, and I'm busy preparing uh, the course Journey of Souls, which is oh, yeah. um, Michael Keaton, who put this piece together, is a psychotherapist who, for 30 years, was really good at hypnosis, and so, and so he was hypnotizing people, and as he was hypnotizing them, they were talking about lives that they weren't presently living, and it, it led him to do this uh, over 30-year study of what goes on in between lives, and he realized he was able to take people in between their lives, to, and to, to, which helped them with their present life. So that's sort of mind-blowing to me, and I, when the, the first time I, I heard about that, I thought to myself, you know, that's, that's just sort of weird. And, and so trying to wrap my brain around, then my friend Kathleen Lenover, um, the woman who took over this study lives in Boulder, and so she had a session with her, and so they recorded it, and Kathleen let me listen to it. And I was, like, blown away. So when, I fell in love with the book and the whole concept. But in there, he talks about when people cross over and they go into the next realm, um, there is nothing but light. Yeah. And so there's one major light, and there are individuals. So it's very much like what you're talking about with the rays of the sun. And so that sort of gave people a perspective who, who they were dialoguing with um, about that they were part of something much, a much larger atom 
a much larger force of energy. And so if we could see with metaphysical eyes today and we would shut all the lights off, all we would see was light. And we'd see points of lights. And some lights shine brighter than others. Some are a little bit lower. And he talked about the color spectrum, that there's this color spectrum of light uh, that, that really happens. So I really think about Ernest was, was on it long before, before any of this. Mm-hmm. And of course, now science can prove that we're nothing but energy. Right. And that if you look at your body, you're nothing but an energetic force that's vibrating at a frequency. And so once you understand that, then you understand that you're part of something much larger. What's cool about that is if you're part of something much larger, then you can use the larger. Yes. yes. And so, which means that you can tap in energetically to a divine source that is so much more than what we are. And that's what all of the people coming out of the experience from Journey of Souls discovered that they were something much bigger than what they thought they were. Mm-hmm. They also realized they were carrying crap from previous lives. <laughs> and so um, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but you ever have the experience of knowing something, but you've had no, ex- no real experience of doing it. How many of you have had that experience? Yeah. So look at all. See, they're all smoking weed because we're in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I've heard about you people. Yeah. Yeah. We heard about yeah. Colorado. We've so, heard about this. So the cool thing about that is, is that it gives them insights to why they were struggling with the things they were struggling with in this particular life. So I'm really invite you to take the course because the course, it changed my whole concept of what the afterlife was. Because being a Catholic boy and being a former Catholic priest, I had this concept of heaven and hell, which goes against everything we're talking about, which means right. there's space and that there's places. And, and what, what I discovered in reading the book is I discovered that I'm part of something much larger and the afterlife has nothing to do with judgment. Absolutely nothing. It has to do with us looking at our our own journey, doing a self-evaluation and signing up for the next one because we're eternal beings. We're eternality in that piece. So the other quote he talks about is that we are individual points in the consciousness of God or the original creative spirit of the universe. We are points where it thinks through us as us or as we say god as man and man is god but the god that is in the man is the same god that is in the universal there is no wall of separation no barrier no place where one begins and the other leaves off all is one and one is all yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Ernest, this is why it's like I I have to say, I have this story that Ernest is heady, but this is some deep stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you slowly read each one, yeah. you can like we are individual points in the consciousness of God. Like that's enough for years of meditation. Right, I have, I have, I, I keep adding practices to my meditation, and um, my ex is still a very dear friend of mine, and he said to me recently, "You do realize that pretty soon you're going to wake up in the morning and do spiritual practice, and then just fall asleep again, because that's all." And I said, "Well, that's kind of, that's kind of what my life is, right?" And one of the things that I use this these days is the practice of reminding myself 
and feeling into the statement that comes from that knowledge or information from that book, which we totally love that book. Oh, yeah. And his second book, too. Yeah, so yeah. you need to sign up for the course. Yes. yes. And move here. Do. You can do it virtually. We need to move. Well, you no, can we can do it virtually, right? too. But you can oh. do it virtually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, no excuses. I plan to see you in the class. All right. Yeah. There you go. That I remind myself until, and I wait in my meditation, I do this until I feel it. I am infinitely loved and totally accepted by the one. I am. You are infinitely loved and totally accepted by the one. I was that one part, God as my, oh, thinks. We are points where it thinks through us. And I was thinking about you getting in your car, and I was thinking, yeah, sometimes I'm not, I'm not so sure I want to credit God with the, the kind of thinking I have. <laughs> but I am infinitely loved and totally accepted always. Always. We are loved. We are forgiven for stuff we thought we should not be forget. I mean, it's just like, it's so endless. And in that then, I also remember that I am all that. That's that line in that song. Oh, you haven't heard that we song yet. We haven't done that song yet. <laughs> well, you'll hear the song. But there's no time. We're doing that song. <laughs> we rehearsed it already, so. There's a song that's coming. And one of the lines is, I am all that I am. I am all that I am. That I am. Another one of my practices is I am, and I go into the like I am, the I am, that I am, the I am. I am here. (laughs) I am here. And it reminds me, those two things work together in me. And I am in my own renaissance these days. He and I are both having this, like, like new level of consciousness is moving through us. It's really fun to watch because, you know, we've been doing this stuff long enough to be ministers and um, for a long time and still because we are infinite, powerful beings. So we, we can continue to peel those layers and we will not be done. And so I'm in this new phase these days of reminding myself, of remembering, remembering that I am all that. That that power, that infinite loving power is what I am. And I can use that stuff. I can use that. If I remember that, then I remind myself that I am creating my reality and I can make it good. Not not this little I all alone. Yeah. But when I remember who I am, what I am, whose I am, what I'm using, what I'm calling on, it is just open at the top. But I want to talk about the illusion that we're caught in. Um, because this all sounds wonderful. And, um, but if you look at the state of our country, where we're at each other's throats, and when you look at how we treat each other, or how our view is of other countries or other associations, nothing, it looks like this, doesn't exist. 
And so one of the things that I think is really important in all of this is that we're living in illusion. And the reason we experience pain and the minute we experience suffering is because we have bought into separation, that somehow we are separate from one another. And the country is very wounded right now. And there's huge divisions. And it's us and them, depending. And, and all of us play in this. Our consciousness does it. And what's really important and what he's saying here is you're living in illusion. And the minute you forget who you are, that you are an individual point in the consciousness of God and the original creative spirit of the universe, and that we are points of it and it is working through us. The minute we forget that and we choose separation, the cause and effect is suffering. It's always suffering. Mm -hmm. So anywhere where we're suffering in our lives, it's because we've forgotten this thing. And so we as people, as a movement, have a responsibility to vibrate back there. Yes. That we have to, we have to go back and remember who we are. So, so don't get, what I'm saying is don't get caught in the division. I get caught in it. You know, I listen every day. I listen to the news just in the morning because that's enough. Ten minutes of it is enough. And then, you know, I, I, what I notice is I turn the news off and I feel horrible. Right. And I think to myself, you know, is it, am I doing any good in the world? You know, what, what, what the heck is this world all about? So I have to recenter myself and remember, oh, God, I am a point of light. Mm -hmm. And if I buy into that crap of what the world is feeding me, I'm going to suffer. So I don't want, I don't know if you're into suffering. I know Catholics are, but, um, <clears throat> and the Jews even better. Um, I'm not into suffering. And so my theology is not suffering. I have moved from that theology because I realize that's not where I want to vibrate and that's not where God, God does vibrate in suffering, by the way. So there's only one energy in the universe. And so when we slide to this separation piece, the universe takes us at our word and says, oh, yeah. Norm would like some suffering today. Here you go. Because that's all God does. God just, God's the best tracker in the universe. So whatever it is that we're feeling, thinking, and doing, the universe gives us the experience because we are co-creators with the one. So when we're talking about God as man and man is in God, and that the God that is in man is the same God that is universal, there's only one energy and we're playing with it. What I'm saying to us today is, do you really want to suffer? Is that really what you want to do? Well, then, if, if you want to suffer, think separation. If you want to live in the kingdom here and now, and you want to have this incredible joy, this incredible peace that he's talking about, then you understand not, not to go to separation. So, and there's a requirement when you do that, which means you have to shift. You have to change. No one's going to change it for you. There's no government, no new president, no old president. None right. of them are going to fix this thing. You and I are going to fix it by the way we vibrate. Yes. So. Yes, and I have found that I have to, I want to know what's going on in the world, but I also have to be very careful of my ingestion of, um, of me, the mainstream media because there's, you know, or just, I'm not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean don't pay attention, don't know what's going on, but there is a way. Like you say, you can, 10 minutes, that's enough to feel because this story is being presented of we are fractured. 
we are a mess, right? But I know the power if I say, okay, that's not true. That's not my truth. That's not my vibration. I can go out in the world and I can go to the grocery store and I can be kind to the person in front of me with 18 items in the 15 item checkout line, for example, <laughs> right? I know. See, I am a saint. I am a saint after all. But, you know, and just, I mean, I know because I've been the recipient of this. I can smile at someone. This actually makes me feel teary and make their day, like maybe even make their week. You know, it's like I know that I can be a point of love in the world and act as if if I'm not feeling it and before long I am going to feel it. And I know that I am powerful in that way. And I think it can be easy in this day and time in this country to feel powerless when we hear those stories. Whatever side we're on, the us versus them story, it's not true. No. It's not true. And we all have such power to be love, to be that force of love. We make so much more of an impact than we even know. Yeah. I have to tell you, what happened yeah. yesterday in the uh, lobby, uh, I was waiting in my car, waiting to bring my car up. And uh, so I was standing at the desk, and this woman was displeased with her room. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hoping she wasn't one of our ministers, but she could be. Because they were all they were all checking in yesterday, a lot of them, and so she just barked at this woman at the desk, and I and I was behind it, and everything was wrong with the room, and I'm not staying by the blah blah blah. And she goes goes on, so I'm I'm behind her waiting to to get my ticket for my car, and uh, I'm listening to her, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, it's just a room, <laughs> and so then she turns around and she storms off, and she had this beautiful sparkly purse. And all of a sudden, something dropped from her purse. Um, so I ran, and I picked it up, and it was a $100 bill. And I thought to myself, gee, I should just put that right in there. She wasn't it's, nice anyway. It's payment for listening to her crap. There That's you go. There so, you go. That's a story. So, yeah. So anyway, ran up there, I tapped her, and she turned around, this turn thing, I said, you dropped this. And she turned around, and I said, it literally came out of your purse. And she said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God, she said. And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> but I said to her, yes, I am. And she, I know she's not one of our ministers because she, she just looked at me. And she said, I can't thank you enough. And, and then she, she sort of teared up, and I had this conversation with her, and yeah. she had had a horrible flight in, and this whole little piece, and she couldn't believe that I would give back a $100 bill. And I said, well, more than glad to do that. And then I went back to, to go get my car. And I thought, well, she should have paid me 20 of it. Because <laughs> you know, so. you're one. Because you're one. You're all but, one. But the energy shifted. Yes. The energy shifted because right. of a kindness, because I right. picked up a $100 bill and gave it back to her. Yeah. And, and so it's exactly what you're saying, that, yeah. that we are these points that you know, can shift the energetic field Very in powerful. Yeah. And I think the key that we all find out, if now and then someone will say something to any of us, and we go, oh, wow, that really made a difference for them. And I just thought I was, you know, saying something meaningless or something, right? You know, when you called me and you, you just called me right at the right moment and you told me you love me. And I was just, you know, I mean, it's amazing the difference that we make when we listen and follow our own compelling desire that spirit gets us to do our individual thing in the world. I had actually an interesting little thing. So my parents live in the Midwest. They're scientists, right? I was raised by scientists, which I like to say is like being raised by wolves, but with a lot more books. So (laughs) 
and grew up mostly without religion. Yeah. So it's kind of the opposite of what you had, yeah. right? And there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. But they understand a little bit about what we do, but kind of, you know, a little kooky. And so my mom has had kind of a hard winter. She didn't share that much really with me, but we're on the phone and she said, you know, I've been really depressed. First, I've heard of it because she keeps it to herself. I've been feeling really depressed lately. And a couple weeks ago, I went on Facebook and I saw one of your memes. I'm a cartoonist. And so I have little memes on our Oh My God Life on Facebook, Monday through Friday. And she said, I got up and I was feeling really depressed. And I looked at your meme that day, and it was something about you have the power, your thoughts, how you want to live, right? What's your focus? What's your attitude today? That's going to affect your life. And she said, I read that meme, and I thought, okay, I'm not going to have an attitude anymore of I'm sick, I feel bad. I'm going to switch, shift my attitude, and everything's changed for me since. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, she was like, I got out my harp, and I called my harp teacher and scheduled a lesson. She had, last time we had seen them, she had told me she decided not to do she it anymore. She didn't want to do it anymore. She's 85. So. She's taking harp lessons, right? Yeah. And, but just like, it was such a gift to have come from my parent, but it also just reminded me, I never know what I do and the love I put out in the world, the, all of the love that we all put out in the world, we don't, sometimes we're not ever going to get to know. We get to know the tip of the iceberg maybe of how we've affected people. Yeah. But it does come back too. Yeah, it it does. does come back. But it's about creating a container where it can happen. Yes. And uh, I have a friend of mine, Dave, who brings me on, so I wear a pump for three days uh, as part of my chemo. He keeps pumping chemo into me for three days. And then on Friday afternoon I have to make the the journey back to the Rocky Mountain Cancer Center and then remove it. So my friend Dave is the one that takes me uh, back and forth. That's, he's, he started to do that and thought that was a great thing. He and I are polar opposites politically. <laughs> and so it is such an exercise for me when he opens his mouth about something political. But here's, here's what's interesting, because you're in a car together and it's close quarters and we had the most rich conversation a couple of weeks ago because I decided that it was my opportunity to listen and to hear. Mm. There's a difference between listening and not hearing. So I decided, was, I, I just decided, so we had this rich conversation. And you know what he said to me at the end? When he went to drop me off, he said, every person should get in the car with you. Oh, wow. That's what he said to me. And I said, Dave... Every person should get in the car with you. And so that energetic field that you set, it opened up this beautiful dialogue because where we connect is that we love each other. Yeah. Where we connect is that we think each other is awesome. And when you can connect there, the whole thing began to shift. That's where this next quote really, really works. God. Can I interrupt you for one moment? No, I just have to tell you. This is my church. <laughs> when you said. Okay, now I'm. I'm I just in the have to here. tell you. Uh, okay, I'm the referee. <laughs> Bless you, children. All right. When you said that you have to wear a pump, I thought you meant shoes. <laughs> I just had to let you know no, that. No, no, I'm not. No. I have other brothers that will do that. Yeah, I just, yes. I just want to right. let you know. Okay. So, okay. All right, good. So God is right where you are. That good is the final power in the universe. And that love is the all-conquering force. You must have confidence and self-assurance. And this kind of confidence and self-assurance 
comes only through having proved to yourself completely that there is a greater power than you are, that there is a power for good, that it's available, and that you know how to use it. And the only proof you will ever have is what it does to you and others. There is no separation. This is my, possibly my favorite thing about this philosophy because we have to do it for ourselves. We get to experience it for ourselves. No one is telling us how things are, giving us the theology of this is the way the world is and if you don't believe it, you're going to maybe go someplace not so, maybe someplace very, very warm. You know? I mean, it's like... We get to try this out for ourselves. And that's why for me, when I first came upon this philosophy when I was 23 years old, it's like, oh, God is real. And God is something I can interact with and I can use this power in my life. Oh, my God, right? And it's a wonderful thing. And also, it just never ends. I feel like for me, it just keeps getting richer and richer and richer all yeah, the time. Absolutely. Like, for example, my latest thing, with like now it's me in the belly. and But really using this and... Sometimes it's challenging because, and this is sort of, I've heard it described as like the horse pill of metaphysics, when we know how much power we have and that our thoughts shape our reality and something happens that is a little uncomfortable and then we are tempted to say things like, how did my consciousness create this, right? Not so helpful, not so helpful. And so to really know this, and I love when he talks about confidence and self-assurance too. So... Being gentle with ourselves, with whatever is coming up, knowing that it is all for our good no matter what it looks like, right? And also having that confidence as metaphysicians in this day and age when there is this illusion of separation where some people are holding to that story, you know? To know I stand for oneness. That's something I know for me as someone who is gay and gender rich. I feel like it was, it's been harder for me to come out of the closet as a metaphysician than as gay or gender rich. Because I've been around people who like, I don't believe in that stuff. That's silly. That's hokey. Whatever. And I'm from California. <laughs> but standing for that, standing for that truth, for me, has been also a really rich and powerful journey. Having mm -hmm. that confidence and self-assurance. Because I have proved it to myself. I know that this stuff works. Because it does. It works amazingly well. I love how you do that. How do you say <laughs> stuff? Stuff. Stuff. You have to stay on the sh to think for a the second. Other. Yeah, it's just really, you know, but yeah, it really doesn't clever. all the way up. Yeah. 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 When we're not on stage at church, we actually say the other word. Just so you know. <laughs> Because it's all God. <laughs> all words. All we, words. We, we actually, uh, well, I don't, I'll speak for myself, but I kind of have the mouth of a sailor, as they say, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, I grew up you know, my with all the guys in the band, right? And um, so, yeah. So oh, what I have to say about that, though, is that there's a study recently that said that people who swear are healthier. Just saying. Okay. I personally don't swear, but, you know, good for you. Ever. Yeah. Maybe they you should laugh. start. They all laugh, though. Yeah, they so. all know. Oh, because they think, know better. I think I understand what's happening. I there. see how it is. <laughs> oh, no, let's see. Did I remember? Do I remember what I was going to say now? Yeah. I'll call, though. Oh, oh okay. I was, okay. If you're not ready. Are you ready? No, I, I remembered. Okay. But I could remember again if you'd rather. No, go for it now. 
one of the phrases that I use a lot on stage and have people repeat after me is one of my mantras for myself. So I'm going to give a backstory first, which just is that I have, I was a drug addict at 12 years old. I know, it's really sad. Should we go there for a minute? Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay, you can let go of that now. Um, now I realize how young 12 years old is, because I since I've been sober uh, for 30 years, by the way. 30 years, woo! Yeah, thank you. But in my years in recovery, I've met some 12-year-olds that are 12 years old, and they're um, young. <laughs> I was really young. I didn't think so. Um, but the combination of wh what was behind me being a drug addict and uh, the act of being a drug addict, it's like separate things, but that doesn't usually live side by side or together well with spiritual confidence. And I still am reminding myself in my practice and in my day-to-day -day life that I rock. I'm awesome. And, I, and it's been a long journey to get to that place where I could say that and not feel ashamed immediately or like I need to be sure I explain to you that I, I do not think I'm more awesome than you, but I do think we're all freaking awesome. So my statement is, I stand in unapologetic confidence, knowing the truth of my divine nature. So I'm just going to have you say it, if you would. I stand in, in unapologetic confidence. confidence. One more time. I stand in unapologetic confidence, knowing the truth Knowing the truth of my divine nature. Of my divine nature. And when I forget, I have this other little thing I use. You know the Verizon guy? So I say, can I love me now? <laughs> can I love me now? Can I love me now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love the opening thing. God is right where you are. And that good is the final power in the universe. Yeah. And so I just... Um, Sometimes, um, sometimes we don't feel powerful, right? Sometimes we feel caught, and sometimes we feel imprisoned. Sometimes we feel the boss is a jerk, and we're in the wrong job. And I mean, all those feelings, and, and I know all those because you share them with me. And all of those things are just effects happening in the world, which are conditions that are inviting us to remember this. So contrast. So for me, contrast is really important because contrast forces you to choose something different. And I don't know, um, I'm sort of a, my mother would have said I am a uh, stubborn Frenchman. And so I'm not sure I would pay attention if I didn't have contrast. Uh -huh. And so I've learned to appreciate contrast in my life when things show up that are not what I want them to be. Contrast is inviting me to remember who I am. And, uh, and that's the real key. That's really key in the, in the process. So I want to talk about, if you can just give us a, because we're a little behind time, because we have three verbal diarrhea ministers on the stage. <laughs> so, um, so the Oh My God workshop, what are we yeah. going to do this afternoon? Okay, so this actually segues, because what we were talking about in terms of remembering, 
Gratitude for me, when I'm in contrast, for example, is the thing that can get me back the fastest. And so Melissa and I have actually created our own practice. We do it daily. It's a gratitude-based practice. It's a regular gratitude practice, but we've also had gratitude branch out in two other different directions. One is when there is contrast. When there's a problem, we call it projects. So there's, oh my God, projects. So what we do is, we, if we have a project in our life, we bring gratitude to it, and we'll teach you how to do that, because bringing gratitude to a project is kind of difficult, and there's some little tricks. But it's, it's, an, it's an, I can't even tell you. Sometimes something is so big a project in my life, it feels like it's part of me. I can't what? even see it as something separate, right? I've had things that's taken me years to put in my projects, because I just think that's just the way things are. But I put it in my projects and find gratitude for it. And it's amazing how things shift. So that's the Oh My God Projects. We have Oh My God Presence, which is about learning to have more gratitude for your present time. And then we have Oh My God Possibilities, which is we give gratitude for things that we are bringing into our life as if they are true now. And that's been another thing that has just allowed us. We have had shifts financially, physically, deepened our spiritual life. Yeah. Our love with each Relationships, other. Relationships, health, uh, through this practice. We yes. love it. We're writing a book about it. We're super excited about it. And so for those who come to the workshop today, which I think it's going to be probably about most of you will be there, um, <laughs> we, will, we will teach you to do all three of these parts, leave yes. you with everything you want to know and about how to do it. Yeah. And I just want to say that, that in all you know, hum- humbleness, humility. It's like magic. My experience of this practice, we, I say it to Z all the time, it's like magic. There just we go. It turns things. It turns it's just one o'clock today. Powerful. You can, after church, sign up. Yep. The investment is $30, best $30 you'll, you'll spend this week. So I want to thank you both for being here. Um, it's, just, it's just amazing. I, I was blessed enough to have Melissa uh, in class. So... I instructed her on holding the weight of the divine. She's doing quite a good job, isn't she? And I knew I knew about Z just through reputation, so uh, <laughs> okay. which was far and wide. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. So why don't we close today? And uh, we're going to do a treatment. And uh, if you would start us out for the treatment, if you would do this unification, I'll do the main piece, and then we can sort of close out. How's that sound? Okay. So like on. one, two. Yeah, Three, four, you five. Got it. You got, got it. it. Okay. All right. So let's let's all stand and hold hands and do this prayer as one body. And so we breathe in spirit. We breathe out the all. We breathe in the universe. We breathe out the universe. And we are breathed by it, and it is the breath. There is one thing happening. Yay, God. You, you are it. You are all. We are so grateful, so blessed this day to have this opportunity to be together and remember that there is only you. In your infinite love, peace, joy, oneness, even in the individual expressions, in all the myriad of things, you.
And as you, Divine Spirit, are in all things, so you must be in me. Every cell, every muscle, every tissue, every fiber of my being. And as this is true for me, so this is true for all of us here. And it doesn't matter if we remember it or know it, because it's true. No matter what we think about it, we are one. We are loving oneness, all of us. This is what we are made of. This animates us every day. <sighs> and it is beautiful. And so I declare and know that there is one power, one source in the universe, and it is ours to claim, and I claim it this day for each and every person in this space. We let go of littleness. We let go of political parties. We let go of separation this day and we own exactly who we are, the expression of the one, the divine expression. And this day, that is where we vibrate. And as we leave this space today and encounter other people, God bless them. Vibration is at work. Higher consciousness, seeing the oneness in each and every individual as we go forth today and throughout this week. We are feeling blessed and recognizing that there is simply one vibrating at the frequency that they need to vibrate. We let go of judgment. We let go of fear. And we stand in the one and knowing presence we call God. Oh, I am just so grateful. I'm so grateful this day for Z and for Melissa. I'm so grateful for CSL in Philadelphia who is present with us today. I am so grateful for each and every person in this space that we have said yes to coming in today and remembering who we are. I am in such gratitude. I simply release this unto the universe, the Play-Doh of God that knows nothing but to take our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, and manifest them. <clears throat> knowing how powerful we are, we simply release this knowing it is already done, it is already accomplished. And with one voice, we sing and affirm together. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up.
this is the time in our service where we get to circulate our good and get to circulate our prosperity because as we circulate it, so it comes back to us. I invite our online virtual community to join us in this law of circulation and donating through the website as well. So I invite you to take your tithe, your gift, your hand, place it over your heart, and let us pray our affirmation together. I joyfully, I joyfully celebrate the flow, the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my, my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source, and so it is. I hope you enjoyed our service and the message today. Thank you for attending today. We here at Center for Spiritual Living have a big, hairy, audacious goal, and it's to bring inspiration and positivity and to be the change we want to see in the world. But we need your help. By clicking on the donate button, your donation today will help empower us to take these powerful principles that have changed so many lives out into the world. Imagine living your best life without guilt or fear or hell or damnation. What if you knew that you are perfect just the way you are? You are filled with such goodness. What we know is that you have a spirit in you expressing itself uniquely as you. That's a message that our world so needs to hear at this time. I thank you for your donation. I also encourage you to check out some of our life courses here on the website. These incredible courses will give you the tools that you need to transform and continue to grow spiritually. You can do these courses at your own pace and you'll be joining with hundreds of others who have said yes to expanding their lives. Thank you for being with us today. We look forward to your next visit with us.